Hello America, this is Daily Shmain number 177, and yeah man, a lot going on, a lot going on. Um, let's talk about a certain type of luxury, okay? So, story time, I have a really dope homegirl out here named Candice, shout out Candice, how you doing Candice, hope you're having a beautiful day, Okay. Like, check out, listen, I'm going to have to link Candace's stuff in the, like, show notes or something because Candace is a shit and she's got tons of cool things. Anyways, okay, Candace is a shit, she has tons of cool things. And also, one of the cool things she has is she has a pole in her living room. And so she's been um, dancing, like, I guess as exercise and, like, spiritual release for, like, a minute and you know it's just something where like her a couple other people i know and then like you know i'll follow people like sammy pacone and you know just fucking like i'm um growing more accustomed to and familiar with and um i'm feeling the idea of uh pole as like an activity recreationally i i'm feeling that more this year this year i I was thinking like at some point i'm either gonna do like a dance class, which does not sound fun to me at all, or like a pole class, and that does sound fun to me. Um, so, anyways, I tried the shit, right? I tried the, I tried to do things. <laughs> I tried to spin and not die. Um, and it was cool. It was cool. I was like really in my head about it, though. It's not very natural um, for me, despite being a pole vaulter. Yes, and all the jokes about the pole from previous times in my life and no still it was very uncomfortable you know to get out of my comfort zone in such a way there's traditional things such as not that's not a usual daily activity for the average bear you know like motherfuckers is not really doing spins on the regular at least not not me personally and then um there's also associations with um pole dancing and there's stuff that I was able to logically, um, you know, decolonize and and deprogram myself from having, you know, negative connotations to pole dancing, to sex work, all that types of stuff, and like the association there. So it's like there's that. There's there's the base level things that are uncomfortable, but the other piece of it underneath all of that is this thing where Candace was saying like you're in your head. It's like you're not trusting yourself, or it's like you're afraid of yourself. And so I think like now I I've tried uh practiced if you will like two-ish times um two different occasions I guess and I'm still so um it's really hard to like be smooth like it's really hard to like really not worry while that's happening and I was like thinking like maybe just nerves but I think that there's more, I'm, I'm, listen, I was doing some digging, right? I was doing some reflecting on a bunch of different things, and I realized that there's a thing for me personally with, um, like, attraction or embracing attractiveness as a liability, like, basically that is, it's not safe to be sexy or, you know, do any sort of embodiment of that sort of thing, and so... I think that's where, you know, I talk about the book, The Body Keeps Score, hella often because, 
well, because the book is fucking fire, but it also talks about how you can logically, you know, get right and tight with anything. You can reconcile with a bunch of things and you can, you know, do talk therapy to heal, but there's, there's something that the body knows. And if you don't get your, like, if you can't really get that relationship healed, like your body's relationship to the experience or the emotion healed, you're always going to have those residual, um, effects of the trauma or you're always going to have like those those triggers for yourself and so I was just like thinking about that today and how you know it just there's just been a couple very stressful times in my life where it's like been a liability it's been unsafe to be a to be attractive or to be to freely express you know any just to be free like to be out and like you know wanting to look good and looking good and all that stuff and like being outdoors with it and like you know dancing like motherfuckers don't dance for real because motherfuckers don't dance for real anymore you know like like out and stuff I mean I'm not really in the street so maybe they are but as far as I know it's a lot of like you know everybody huddled up in their little like pods and like people on their phones and it's like a little bit of dancing but it's not like dancing like in the movies it's not like dancing like in like you know the past in my nostalgic view of a time period I was not old enough to participate in like I don't know I just feel like there's not enough dancing in my life and I think that's a problem but anyways the point really being that I feel like since certain since certain things have happened to me I have not felt that it is okay to be carefree if I'm outside and I look good you know, like I like I'm like I danced a little bit this weekend or what it, is it the weekend now? I don't know. I'm not going to talk about that. I like, you know, I <laughs> you see, I'm uncomfortable. Um, it's just something it's just interesting to think about, like how I it, it's a kid type mentality. Like, you know, a kid like I, I when I was a kid, my parents put me into gymnastics for like a brief moment. I, and I think I think the reason that we stopped was because I was afraid. And, like, the idea of flipping over was way fucking too much for me on, like, the tiny, teeny, tiny baby bars. Um, and I feel as though... I mean, obviously, I got over that. I ended up being, like, a flipping machine on a playground or whatever. But I definitely wish I had, like, worked through that fear in the moment. And then the other piece is, like, you know, another version of that is, like, when I was learning how to swim, I was just, like, fucking terrified I was terrified. Like, I just knew she was going to do this thing where she was like, ring around the rosy, and we was going to go underwater. I knew she was going to do it. I knew that's what was going to happen. And it was terrifying. And then, like, once it clicked for me, though, I was able, like, I love swimming. I love being underwater. I love holding my breath. Like, that's so cool to me. Um, But before I knew I could do it, it was so fucking scary because it didn't feel safe. And so that's kind of like, I think, the feeling that my body has right where it's like if you don't if you aren't scared like while you're looking good or you are emoting not emoting when you're like expressing your sexiness or you're trying to like you know what I'm saying when you're trying to tap into that you should be afraid because that's an that's that's vulnerable not just in like the mental sense but like it is actually like you are in danger potentially like that's what I think my body is thinking um 
And so I don't really know what the solution is for that. I mean, I probably could go back and look at some, excuse me, some exercises in the book, The Body Keeps Score. 10 out of 10, highly recommend. Um, and then the other piece, I guess, am I yelling? <laughs> the other piece, I guess, is that um, uh, this, I think somebody just reposted like a TikTok and Shorty was talking about like what bothered her about the, you know, the the black women luxury movement, you know, and I was intrigued to listen to this. I'm like, damn, what you got a problem with it for? Um, but she made some valid points, you know, that there's that yes, black women deserve the world. Yes, black women deserve all the things that they want, all the highest quality luxury, luxury, luxury. But that goes beyond trips and vacations and outfits and and food and da da da, like. That means, you know, black women not being fucking demonized. That means black women being able to go to the hospital and be treated like fucking human beings. That means black women, like, not having to carry the weight of the world. Like, the, like luxury, we know, we know that luxury is not just the things. But it seems as though that's where... That's where black women are suggested to forward slash allowed forward slash um, being. That's the offer that, that black women are given, right? Is is to have nice things, have a career, have education. Um, but those other innate luxuries that shouldn't even be luxury, that should be bare minimum, like safety and this, that and the other, like being listened to, you know, like being cared for. There's there's so many and not just black women, there's so many marginalized groups that just don't they don't receive a bill signed into law the moment, you know, their situation reaches national. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just it's it um there's luxuries and the reality of the situation is I don't really know how we can overcome the fact that not everybody gets to have access to said luxuries. And maybe that's the problem. I probably should have looked up the definition of luxury before I started this pod, but... <sighs> well, goodness. Maybe the issue is with the definition of luxury. And, and does luxury require scarcity? Um, is You know what I mean? Like, how do we... How do we normalize luxury without losing... I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. But I just thought it was interesting... That like, just something, something is just not feeling like it's okay to like be twenty something and fine and be happy about it. Like some some part of me is like, no, absolutely not, no, absolutely not. And I think that that's an issue I have. Like I probably talked about it a lot. Where like, you know, people will come like conversations will come up around consent and, you know. um different situations or whatever and you know in theory we all know that one should be able to stop anything going on um at any time but in reality a lot of a lot of people not just women not just black women but a lot of people know that in the moment there isn't really that luxury there isn't actually you know i'm saying one or two circumstances could take that off the table it's no it's not a it's not a given and it's almost like combative to expect that you could stop at any time you know what i'm saying um coercion is more accepted or commonplace 
than stopping wherever, you know? I hope that's making sense. But, um, yeah, man, it's just, like, interesting. It's just interesting. I hope I get, oh, my goodness, Lord Jesus. I hope I get better at it and can, like, tap in and, and do whatever, like, healing needs to be done um, with my body and everything. Um, I think it's just such a crazy, I'm glad I read that book, obviously, because that connection, you know, between what your cells know and the trauma that your body takes versus what you think and what you decide and the layers, you know, we're all made up of these layers and it's just interesting. It's just interesting. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think that was it. I'm just making some observations today that like there's this luxury I feel I don't know how to get access to that I used to have. I used to be like, yeah, I'm a bad bitch. What's up? And like, I'm still a bad bitch. That's fine. But at the same time, like, I feel like I need to be mean when I go outside. Like, I thought that was just my personality, but I realized that like, it's definitely a defense mechanism because, okay, so here's the T. Here's the thing, right? I think this is how it got internalized is that when I be annoyed when people come up to me or I don't want to be like pressed um, or, you know, just when, when people don't want to be pressed, like the convert, like the comment that might be a joke, but has impact is like, well, what do you expect? Like, you know, it's your fault for being fine. It's your fault. It's well, you know, how can I help myself? Like, nigga, help yourself. That's how you help yourself. What the fuck? Why is it on me? But just that idea that like, well, be less bad if you don't want to be approached that that that's really an expect like that, that it might be silent but that's really the expectation is that if i step out and i look really fucking good that i just gotta like be appreciative that niggas want to talk to me it's that shit it's that you know regardless of how i feel about it it's not a bad thing okay like you know what i'm saying i feel like being talked to so um that sort of difference between real safety that the body can tell is safe and dismissive safety and 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 surface level luxury all of that that surface level materialistic luxury feels the same as someone saying like oh i'm gonna look out for you you like you're good like i would never do something like that because like what the fuck does that mean to me everybody that's ever done some shit to me has always said that shit you know what i'm saying everybody thinks that they're one type of way everybody thinks that and i'm not saying everybody is is been a take action in the negative direction that we're referencing i'm just saying that my body doesn't trust that that fucking word your fucking word means nothing until as a society um that becomes the wave where people's word does match up to what they will do you know behind closed doors or you know to the point where it's so many people that have been um I mean, to get right to it, there's so many people who've been assaulted and had to just like deny themselves acceptance because because it, like because they would be fighting against the current and the current is yeah, you can't say that out of people. You can't say that man did that thing. You can't say like you know what I'm saying? It's it's defend the potential perpetrator and this is one of the only areas, right, where this is uh, you know, innocent till proven guilty tends to be the situation well at least you know listen there's i can't speak to the whole 
a white woman trope thing like that dude and anyway okay listen i'm not gonna go into it but you know there's there's a power dynamic there that's been honored for a long time in this country but or i guess i don't know if it's around the world but definitely in this country um so anyways awesome i'm literally we're talking emmett till here you know what i'm saying um but anyways i just think um I, I'm I'm happy to have stumbled across like this realization or whatever. Um I don't think it's news. Um I think that there's just some facts or experiences or perspectives that are just gonna have to come at different times. And I guess I'm just revisiting this fact and figuring out what I'm gonna do about it. Um because it's like once you know, you know. I, you know, once you know that your safety isn't real, then all of a sudden you're knocked down. You're on the hierarchy of needs. Like, your shit, like, you back at the bottom need to build that shit up. And that takes a lot of energy, you know. Um, good things feel half as impactful as bad things do. You know what I'm saying? And that's a very rough way to speak about a fairly, like, you know, legitimate and f Is it efficable? No. It's, you know, the word for when you can replicate the results of an experiment over and over again? Huh. Is it replicable? I feel like it's something else, though. Anyways. um, Hmm. Anyways, anyways. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, I was just saying that whole, like, you know, twice as bad, twice as good. Like, that's a real thing. You can look it up. <gasps> My goodness, I have to go to sleep now. But I just wanted to point that out, guys. It's like, the reason I go so dummy hard against, like, rape culture is because, like, you can't make jokes about something that isn't fixed. You can't, you know what I'm saying? Because then it's just you're reminded all the time by little jokes and little sayings and all this, that, this, that, and the other that what you went through or what or what could happen to you is not a big deal and then you gotta like just you just gotta hold that the body doesn't do any of this society shit the body's like no that fucked me up i'm just gonna hold on to this i'm gonna have this like you know ptsd type reaction um whenever i sense this this thing is going on so it's just kind of frustrating but i'm um grateful that i'm not in any danger i'm grateful that you know, I'm a different person that I have been in different situations, but just realizing like where, where I think I am being, I don't know, where I'm disappointed in myself or I feel awkward and, and looking back and seeing like what things contributed to the blockage that's, that's there. That's very interesting to me. Um, like setting, setting boundaries with what I offer people or like favors for people or you know all that like that's that's difficult stuff based on what I went through and what my brain and my psycho cybernetics have you know deemed unsafe based on the reaction I got from other people or whatever happened to me as a result but anyways um we're not gonna get into resulting today um yeah I am so tired I gotta go to bed how long is this oh okay 20 minutes good great awesome um i hope you have a wonderful time hope you try um pole dancing it's an exceptional experience
Make sure you have somebody like Candace, you know. Somebody mad fucking cool. Like, Candace is dope, y'all. Like, I can't imagine uh, trying out pole to be any, like, as good in any other situation. She's a vibe. She gets it. She gets it. Um, also, it's, wait, what time is it? It's um 30 minutes past East Coast time. Margaret's birthday was yesterday. Shout out Margaret. Shout out the cookie house. Um, but, uh, okay. Okay, I gotta go. Yeah.